as part of the signup process, they're like, okay, if we are going to do an ad for you, you need to be aware that you're going to see an increase in sales. And can you handle that? We thought we can handle it. Welcome back. This is Poop to Gold, and I'm your host, Benton Crane, and the CEO of Harmon Brothers. Today, I have two guests with me here on the show. I have Chris and Miriam Baer. Now, they are the co-founders, and uh, I have the COO and the president of Keto Chow, or king of Keto Chow, That's what she said, yeah. <laughs> That's what Miriam told me before we started rolling. Now, um, as for those of you who have been following along, we've gone through a bit of a pivot where we used to cover the poop to gold journey of each entrepreneur. In other words, what did they overcome to get to where they're at? Uh, but we're changing focuses to cover the poop to gold journey of a brand. In other words, how does a brand go from obscurity, which is where we all start, no one knows us, no one recognizes us, no one trusts us, and we're all trying to become a brand that everyone knows and recognizes and trusts and remembers. That's the gold, yeah. that, uh, becoming a household brand name. Now, very few brands have made it to become a household brand name. You've got your Nikes and your Apples and your Coca-Colas and such. But all the rest of us were at some point along that journey trying to work our way there. And so I think it's, it's super exciting to get to hear about Keto Chow, where you guys have come from, and then we'll, we're going to talk about the strategies that you're using to go forward and to keep working toward becoming a household brand. So. Let's dive in. Why don't you start by telling our audience what is Keto Chow, and then we'll dive into how you got to where you're at. Okay. Okay. So Keto Chow is a meal replacement shake for people who uh, use the ketogenic diet. And it's really delicious, and it's customizable. You mix it with water, fat, and the powder, and it's customizable because you can change the amount of fat that you put in. So because not everybody's the same. Not everybody wears the same size 10 shoe that Yeah, Chris I, I wear a says. 10 and a half. <laughs> yeah. A lot um, of people wear we that. Don't all, we don't all have the same needs, and so you kind of can customize it that way. But it's it's really delicious. Also, I think a lot of people associate, you know, diet food with not having anything like delicious. Nasty, so, chalky. Yeah. Or, yeah. or a, a meal replacement. They think it's going to taste. They, when it, it's really fun to watch people try Keto Chat for the first time because they're like, oh, 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 wow. That's really good. <laughs> now, another way to look at keto chow could be kind of through this lens of traditionally keto is a really hard diet to follow, right? It's, it's complicated in terms of recipes, uh, shopping, preparation, time, all of these things. And so a lot of people fall off the bandwagon and they don't get the benefits of their body being in ketosis because they just don't have the discipline you know, to buy it's and prep all the food, right? Yeah. yeah, it's huge. Keto Chow comes in and says it doesn't have to be super complicated. It can yeah. be relatively simple. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. We make it really easy because we just give them exactly what they need and they know this meal is taken care of. They don't have to stress about all their meals all day long. They can focus on a really yummy meal with their family, but they can kind of have, you know, breakfast and lunch set out for them. It's easy, grab and go, super quick. They don't have to use their brain. It's really Which nice. matters. Yeah. It's a big deal. <laughs> well, and then you have time for those, those, like she said, those really important meals like uh, you want to make, well, we like to make taco guts, which is just a bunch of ground beef with cheese and 
Exactly. Guacamole and taco. Yeah. It's, it's all the stuff that's in, in tacos, but it's just the guts. Yeah, that's really shell. fun to make with our kids. That's a disgusting way to describe it, <laughs> but it sounds delicious. Yeah. You can also or make one that, pizza yeah, cake. Pizza cake pizza sounds cake. better, it's, which it's is lasagna. It's lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like when you start keto, like thinking of making lasagna with a noodle that you can't just purchase at the store, like you have uh -huh. to home make the noodles. You have to make them out of eggs and cheese and cream mm -hmm. cheese and and you know make or cauliflower or you know something almond flour, all these different ingredients that you're not used to using. So you want to be able to learn how to make that stuff, but it's just kind of nice to have something to start to really get you, you know, going so you can start to feel better. And, you know, as you're learning and, and growing in, in keto and how your body works and what works well for you, like then you can, you can add in the lasagna, <laughs> the pizza, mm -hmm. the things that you have to like specifically make those carb supplements or cookies or, you know, for that matter. So, so, um, I didn't mention, but y'all are married. Oh, yes. This to each a, other. Yeah, right? <laughs> this is a family business. Yes, it is. So take us back to the beginning and take us through that journey of how did it start and what, did it, what was it like in the beginning stages of living in that obscurity or... or the poop to gold journey. It's the poopy part of the journey, yeah, right? Yeah. The in my house, everything smelled like powder. Yeah, I remember yeah. that part. <laughs> well, so to go back to the very beginning, I started on a ketogenic diet, uh -huh. uh, mostly to lose fat. And I didn't know that there were going to be the, all these other health benefits, but we can get to that later. We joke around that people usually come to keto to lose weight and stay for the mental clarity, the reduced inflammation. All of a sudden, they no longer have gout, things like that. But I started a keto diet but it was very difficult to get the right nutrients. And the stuff that I was using just tasted terrible. I was kind of making a meal replacement shake at the time that was, it was awful. I mean, it was like plug your nose and choke it down um, because I just didn't have the time or the skills. I hadn't really learned how to cook yet. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was, it was something difficult and I wanted something easier and that actually tasted good. So I started experimenting around came up with a recipe that used heavy cream as a fat source, had some protein powder and all the vitamins and minerals so that I didn't have to worry about getting the right electrolytes. Because that's actually one of the things that people really have a problem with on a keto diet is you'll start off and your requirement for sodium and magnesium, mm -hmm. potassium is a lot higher. Like sometimes it just absurdly high. And just based on what your body is used to consuming? Yeah. yeah, well, not to get into the details, but when you have high insulin, your kidneys hold on to sodium. That's an unnatural state. And when that goes away, it says, oh. Ah. And it starts letting go of that it releases sodium. releases the extra salt so it's, you can get dehydrated really quickly. Yeah, and, and you feel like you have the flu. Mm -hmm. And they call it keto flu. I didn't know it was a thing when I started because I didn't do my research. But so... I wanted to make sure that it was getting all the right nutrients. And so I started mixing it up just for myself. And you talk about obscurity. I was just, I was on Reddit talking to other people who were making like meal replacements, not specifically for keto, but just other meal replacements. Mm -hmm. And I started my own little subreddit where we were talking about that stuff and other people were using my recipe and it was very, very small. Um, I was blogging about it on my own site and a lot of people were like, hey, I'd like to try it too. So you're sharing what you're learning, that yeah. type of thing. And then like 
I just tossed up a WooCommerce site so people could order it and you could only pay with PayPal because I didn't want to put an SSL. Anyway, it, it was very, <laughs> very <Fair> obscure. Yeah. <laughs> so he'd come home from work and then he would make the orders for the day and then yeah, ship like, them out. Like, like two or three people would order. Uh -huh. They're like, oh, I want some. And so I'd okay, mix up sure, theirs yeah. and then ship it out in Ziploc bags. So, <laughs> like, so fancy. You're pushing powder. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was pretty bad. And then that, it started to kind of grow and it got to the point where, um, well, we have, we have lots of children and to insinuate that a mother of twins is not working is frankly, that's absurd. But she, Miriam was not gainfully employed outside the home. She did work, <laughs> but it's not just one set of twins. Oh yeah. We have a couple Yeah, and some singletons, but we have six total. It got to the point where Miriam was helping out some neighbors with some stuff, but I'm like, Hey, it would actually be really awesome if you could help me, if I could mix up the stuff and you could help me ship it out. So yeah, I would mix it up. She would box it up. I would ship it out the next day. And, and then we would fill up the night drop box at the post Every office. night. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. Yeah. There were times where it, I had to drive to a different post office. Because just to get it to fit? Yeah. And it kept getting bigger. Finally, we started having some family and friends help out. Mm -hmm. Then it got to the point where we had to cordon off our kitchen, the whole cottage food industry thing, mix it up. And it was just starting to get bigger very slowly. We didn't ever take any venture capital or even loans. So what's the time frame we're talking about here? First started talking about Keto Chow on my blog in January of 2015. And by September of 2018? No, 2017 is when we, is that when we got the warehouse? Yeah, 2017 we got the warehouse. So we, we rented, it was this giant just massive 4,000 square feet yeah but wait so that was that was two years running this out of yeah, your out of, house. Out of your house yeah. okay yeah and then you rent the 4,000 square feet which yeah. we thought there's no way we're ever yeah, going to fill this so up big. we had a single rack of pallet rack single wall of pallet racks had to get a uh, forklift it's like wow we're in the big time now yeah. it was about <laughs> it was in 2018 that I finally quit my full-time yeah. job I was working for a nonprofit as a computer administrator, because naturally I'm into computers, so I'd get into computer, into human nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. They just kind of, just, why not? Right. right. <laughs> but really like the whole thing with entrepreneurs is there's a need and you fill it. And it's always our need. I mean, usually yeah. that's what it is. And so like we wanted this, so we made it. And it was never, this was never meant to be a business. It was never meant to make money. It was just, I needed it for myself. Other people turned out they needed it too. And it was just, it was a side project. Right? So you solved a problem for yourself yeah. and it turned out lots of other people needed it. Yeah. So talk to me about how the, how the word is spreading at this point. So yeah. you're, you're going through these two years at home and then you're moving into this 4,000 square foot warehouse. Obviously the word is spreading. How is that happening? A little bit. So at that point, we weren't really doing any. We didn't do advertising, advertising. at all. Like I had a couple ads on Reddit just, just for kicks. I was experimenting around with some Facebook ads on my own, learning how to make lookalike audiences, but just kind of poking at things. Yeah, spending and like, putting like no spend behind it. It was like too. like we it was like fifty dollars a week or something like Not that. Not even yeah. that much, probably. Um, but it was You're like we're racking up credit card points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna go on a trip. <laughs> but it was slowly growing, 
And it was something, be, because this was more of a lifestyle brand. This wasn't, you know, like we didn't have any investors that we had to mm -hmm. even worry about. It was just a side thing. Well, and it paid for itself, like yeah, we it said. Did. You know, like the ne next order would pay for the next order yeah, of yeah. supplies. And yep. So it was profitable from the beginning, but not very. So it was just slowly growing, mostly by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's something interesting that we've come across with our customers. I know everybody thinks that their customers are amazing. Ours are the best. Ours are, <laughs> ours are amazing. Um, My customer our, can beat up your customer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the, the amount of repeat customers that we have that, that just keep coming back mm -hmm. and they love keto chow. We actually have been doing a thing lately where we've been sending out free packets of chocolate to share with friends. And it's been really interesting because people were doing that anyway. Yeah. Chocolate keto chow. Yeah. 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 Packets of chocolate keto chow. They would, they would order extra, you know, starter bundles to yeah. share it with their friends. Just or because. they even ship it to like their brother or something yeah. mm -hmm. like that. And we really, we consider that uh, one of the highest compliments that people like it so much, they're willing to buy it and send it to their friends because they're like, hey, you've never tried anything like this before. You gotta try this. And I know you're having problems with keto or you're pre-diabetic. And of course, legally, I cannot claim that keto chow <laughs> cures any diseases, but we were recently on a reality show where they were using ketogenic diets in general. As a treatment. As a treatment, and it's mm -hmm amazing the results so that people amazing. have had so yeah the word of mouth at the beginning and it slowly was growing slowly was growing and about that time we well we had seen Harmon Brothers stuff mm -hmm. we'd seen actually I think it was probably the chat books ads that finally was like we gotta get a hold of these guys and it was something that from the beginning was like if we if we ever make a business like we should really have them do something yeah. for us it was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had you guys do the witch ad. Uh-huh. And then... And remind me, this is about 2017? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, And the, we had only been in a manufacturing facility for oh, yeah. a little while. I guess we point. jumped over that we point. Okay. Yeah, but we just jumped over so you're, no you're no longer cooking powder yeah, in so your... Or, two, or mixing powder in your, in in your kitchen. And then we moved to the warehouse the same week we moved to manufacturing. Yeah, got it. So I got my house can, back. Yeah, we can just tell them, hey, here's the recipe. I need you to make up me X thousand of this flavor. Mm -hmm. They manufacture it. A truck comes. We take it off, and then we're able to ship it out. And that, at that point, the recipe is still open source, but it's not as easy to make. Like, yeah. you, they don't know like the flavoring and like mm -hmm. the very specific. Well, you have to buy like too. 52 years worth of vitamin powder if you want yeah, to manufacture it. So. <laughs> Not really, a, but the original recipe for Gyo Chow still is on our website. So it's still going back to that whole, uh, the original thing. But it was in 2018, actually, that we okay. had, we, we talked to Harmon Brothers for the first time. In 2019, the witch video came out. Got it. And it's really interesting to see our, our, our growth curve or trajectory. Mm -hmm. It was this nice, just really nice growth. Just, it's just going, going, going. And then, it goes, and then all of a sudden, Pew! Pew! <laughs> it's like for a for a little while, I was I would show people two sets of graphs. I'm like, this was before. Look at how great it's doing. It's like, oh, now it just looks like we weren't doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Made that first part look flat. Yes, it did. Which it was still great. Yeah. Oh, okay, but before before we dive too deep into there, yeah, I want to kind of understand the mentality 
because there's a bit of a mentality shift that happens, right? Where yeah. at first, this is just lifestyle. Yeah. This is, I just solved a problem for me. I'm going to share it with, you know, my, my friends and family and it's starting to spread a little bit. And, oh, this is becoming a nice little income. It's becoming a nice little side business. This is starting to have potential. At what point do you kind of reach this point where you go, you know what? Let's grow this into something real. Let's grow this into something special. Let's share this with the masses. Mm -hmm. How does that mentality shift happen? Quitting your day job. Yeah. <laughs> it still took him a while. Like it, I think we were in on the business even before he quit his day job. Like we it, it took another year before I quit my day job. After we had the warehouse, after we were doing all of that. So, but yeah, I think that was one of the big shifts. But also seeing, seeing, getting the um, you know, things back from people talking about yeah. how to change their life, that just gave us a really good push. Mm -hmm. I guess and so, so you're seeing it have an impact, and you're like, why not let it have an impact on millions of people oh, instead yeah. of yeah. hundreds or whatever? Yep. Well, and as of well a year ago, right now, the creative team, the marketing team, was pretty much me. Yeah. I was the video editor, I was the graphic designer, I was doing all of that. And something that, well, Miriam has wanted me to do and... Uh, Let some stuff yeah, go. Give it to someone else. Letting stuff go as a, well, not sole entrepreneur, yeah. but as, as kind of the person behind mm -hmm. a lot of it, letting that go and letting other people take responsibility is, it's, it's a hard, it hard thing to do. Yeah. Learning to trust, it's learning to delegate. Like I was the website guy, and so it's still every once in a while when there's something wrong with the website, I'm just like, oh, I'll just fix it. <laughs> like, no, we got someone to do that. I I remember in our early days after we had done, let's see, we did poopery, squatty potty, purple, and chat books, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So we have like four really big successes on our hands, and we're yeah. and so you know people are banging down the door. Everyone wants a campaign, that type of thing, and we're starting to ask ourselves. How do we duplicate Daniel? Because Daniel, he's our original chief creative yeah. officer. He guided the creative process, you know, through through our early campaigns. And we're looking at that and saying, how do you duplicate that? Yeah. And and we're looking at like Daniel's skill set, his his track record, his his history, his talents, his likes, his dislikes, all of those things, and you're like, He's a very unique person. How how do you how do you ever get somebody to come in and become, you know, an, another Daniel? And it took us a while to kind of find our way through that process, but eventually what we learned was that no one person replaces Daniel, but what you can do is you can take specific little things off of Daniel's plate and actually other people can do those things a lot better than Daniel yeah. can. Yeah. And, and that was a big learning experience for us. Have you guys had a similar experience? Right. Exactly the That's same. the same thing with the team. Like, and, then, and then Chris is like, well, I was doing all of this, but now we have like six people. But they do it better because they can devote all of their time, mm -hmm. talents, and skills towards that thing. Whereas he was like, just trying to get by. Instead of know? doing seven things lousy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but So yeah, that has been uh, just, f for me, a, a paradigm shift too. Uh -huh. Let that go, build the team. Actually, and one of the biggest problems we're running into now is finding office space enough for the people 
that we need in order to grow yeah. the business like we want to. So now our creative team is able to put together advertisements. Mm -hmm. It's way better than anything I ever would have come up with. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have marketing people who are analyzing different things, yeah. figuring out who we should be talking to, coming up with plans. It, it's just, I think that's taking us to the next level is letting it go, getting a team, and yeah. letting it, letting that build up. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that moment. Let, let's go back to 2018 or 2019 or whenever when you when you decide, okay, we're ready. Let's invest in a Harmon Brothers campaign, and let's take this thing to the masses. Mm -hmm. I imagine that was probably one of the bigger checks you had written in the business yeah. up to that point. It was a little sticker shock. <laughs> okay, take take me through that. What does it feel like to make an investment like that? Yeah, well, the thing is, like, after seeing what you guys have already made, we knew it would be great no matter what it was. Yeah. And it is just was so exciting to to know that, like, you know, we could have this this thing just really push us along. And and we have been super into community from the start. Like, it's it's all about helping other people because we really feel like we're helping people and we're growing together on this journey and knowing that you know we could we could bring that to you and have that little piece just just help us help mm -hmm. other people grow but chris says this a lot when he was doing his taxes that year and discovered that his income wasn't even close to you know like yeah, my federal tax burden was four and a half times my salary for my day job I'm like why am i still doing this and he's working so hard working at keto challenge it's uh. like i care so much about this why am i still doing this thing you know so yeah. he kind of you know did that did that leap but yeah it was just it was exciting to 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 see what you know, you guys have made and think, oh, well, if they could do that for us. And even like, we're so small and we're like, will they even consider like taking us on? Like, well, it was, it was really interesting. The sign up process It was, you know, you would, it says flat out that it needs to be a, a product that Harmon Brothers loves. Yeah. yeah. They had, it had to be a connection. You know, it's, it says something about, we use squatty potties. We have purple mattresses. Uh -huh. I think it even said something about, we haven't had like Ferrari uh, do an ad for us, but we'd like some of those too. <laughs> <laughs> of course we would. And then it, that, it, that's probably my fault. I probably wrote that. Yeah. But and it, and it, it even one of the constraints was as part of the sign-up process, they're like, okay, if we are going to do an ad for you, you need to be aware that you're going to see an increase in sales. And oh, yeah. can you handle that? We thought we can handle it. <laughs> and it was interesting with the witch ad. It got Which the, it was the first one, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The, for the first one that we did. We released it, and there was some magic moment in Facebook advertising land where the cost of ads targeting mm -hmm. keto people was exceptionally low. It was like just this perfect window. And so we, were, we, were, we went from hardly selling any of these starter bundles that are in the ad mm -hmm to shipping out like a thousand of them a day. a day. I was playing with the ad spend. I was driving, we had, we had contracted with a small advertising company um, here in Utah. And I think I was driving them a little bit nuts because I was on there every day playing with the ad yeah. spend. Up, down, up, down. Because I'm like, could, uh, do we have enough it, inventory? Like okay, inventory. I think now, we're good. Now up. Oh, no, hold back. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was really 
a cool experience to see that just, and then people were starting to talk about it. And, and one interesting thing for us, so we, we're in the keto space, mm -hmm. which is kind of a smaller community. You can think of it like paleo, but even smaller. Mm -hmm. And it used to be that when we would go to conventions or trade shows, people would be like, ah, oh, they're just another shake company. Yeah. And we recently went to one in San Diego because it was open. That was great. And it was really interesting to talk to some of the people that we've been seeing for years. Mm -hmm. And just through, I don't want to use the word attrition, but, but through attrition, <laughs> they've finally, they've seen our ads. They've come to know us. And they're like, oh, these aren't just a fly-by-night yeah. bunch of people who are just here to cash in on this new fad. But they're actually here to you know, support the community to, you know, and then they finally, like we've talked to them how many times and they finally taste our stuff. And then they're like, wow, that's oh, really wow. good. <laughs> so it was, it was, it, that was a recent thing that was very, very cool for me. That's, I, I love that you shared that because that is a really good milestone on the poop to gold journey. Yeah. Right? Of we're going from obscurity where they don't trust us, they don't yeah. recognize us, they don't know us. And we've been doing all this work. We've made these big investments. We've done two Harmon Brothers campaigns. We've, we've spent who knows how many dollars on Facebook and, and YouTube and, and you know all these different advertising platforms. And now we're seeing that milestone of not only do they know us, they recognize us, they're, they're approaching us, they're talking to us. Mm -hmm. That's happening millions of times over yeah and that that's i love that illustration that that's awesome i don't know if we're ever going to get to the be the point where we're a household name because again it's a it's niche a, market it's, yeah could, could you be a household name within your market absolutely yeah and i think we're getting there i think we're close yeah so so let, let's talk about where do we go next so we're filming this right now in park city we're at a writing retreat we're here working on your next Harmon brothers campaign right mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about the strategy moving forward well we have learned a ton about marketing and now we actually have some people that do marketing in our office so that's helpful too but like how he was saying he was going up and down on the spend like just learning how different things work and learning, you know, where different platforms are. And then there have been some like bumps in the road um, with some 14. updates mm -hmm. that have changed a lot of the way we marketed before. So we've also changed, changed kind of, we pivoted into doing different forms of advertising. Well, and one <laughs> of the things that we've been talking about recently is in the old days, before Facebook could give you such targeted ads and you could really focus on the conversion, there was a lot of emphasis on getting people to sign up for your email mm -hmm. newsletter and building landing pages and really cultivating that relationship. And it's been less about cultivating a relationship with the customer lately Yep. in the whole industry and more of just getting the quick sale. Yeah, I haven't been shy in, in saying that I personally believe that when it was first YouTube came along and provided the world with the best targeting machine that the world yeah. had ever seen. And then Facebook came along and outdid that and provided an even better targeting machine. And it, it made for a generation of advertisers who, in my opinion, 
have become lazy advertisers. Yeah. They're, they're not looking at it from a holistic marketing perspective yes. of how do I, how do I create a relationship with my viewers? How do I add value to my viewers? How do I build trust with, with my viewers and my, and my potential customers? And instead, advertisers have just been looking through this lens of mm. how do I just extract all the juice, you know? Yeah. And I, I just want a dollar in and, and get $2 back out and then call myself a marketer. Yeah. And, and so I love that you guys are, are recognizing that, well, Facebook wasn't always around. YouTube wasn't always around and there were a lot of successful marketers prior to those tools. And so, yeah, iOS 14 happened and that changes the way we do things now, but it's not a death blow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a nail in the coffin. So I love that you guys are adapting and leaning in instead of just being like, oh, well, no, it just forces us to become more creative, yep. right, mm -hmm. which just helps us grow. And it's just, it's really fun and is challenging, but it's fun to, especially I think you just get unique, different opportunities in different places. And because we're looking at that broader view, like we have opportunities to go different places and to meet different people and just like see what they have to offer and what we have to offer to them. So it's been really fun and something that we've always done at the different keto trade shows is we kind of meet up with different people. So we found like photographers and, you know, all these different different pieces at different places. So we get to work with people that are even all over the world that we've just been able to meet and, and we can use them in marketing. And so it's been really, really fun to just kind of look at that broad picture, like you're saying, and, and challenge ourselves. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Now, one of the things that happens as you're kind of early on in your business you have to be very direct sales oriented, right? It's those sales that keep you alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But over time, as you're moving through this poop to gold journey, you start to become more and more brand focused around how do we make it memorable? How do we make it shareable? How do we make it sticky? You know, all of these types of things. And you guys are really leaning into kind of this brand universe that ties back into the old fairy tales. Mm -hmm. Right, so you started out with the yeah, witch, the witch yeah. Hansel and Gretel theme, right? Then you move into Rapunzel. Yep. So now you're staying in in that world, and you're going with this little Red Riding Hood theme. Talk to us about kind of the the thought process that goes into why do you kind of why do you stay thematically in this in this universe as you're working to build your brand? I think it's fun. I think things don't have to be as hard as we make them be. And so if it's fun, it's, it's good. It can be simple. And it's also, you know, from your childhood, like that's a happy place to be. It's not, but also right? not in, uh, protected intellectual property. <laughs> yeah, that's helpful too. <laughs> Both of which are very important things, right? Yeah. But I, I love Miriam that, that you're tying this back to emotion, right? Mm -hmm. The, this building a brand is not just about having a great product that solves a real problem. Building a brand is an emotional process where you're connecting with people at an emotional level. And so you found this tool that goes back to these happy moments in people's childhoods and you're tapping into that and, and connecting your brand to, the, to those emotions at the same time, you're educating them mm -hmm. on the problem that, that you can solve. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's, a lot of people will also identify with, 
because I don't know, it's, it's something that they were read as a child. Mm-hmm. They know the story about Little Red Riding Hood. They know the story about Hansel and Gretel. They've seen the movie about Rapunzel. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like everybody has their own journey. I mean, that's part of keto is you're on a journey to get yes. your health back. And I mean, it's almost like going back to your childhood, your roots. Like when you were maybe healthier, like you have come through all of these trials. And because of keto, like you're kind of coming and back to that fairy tale almost like that story you're on this journey and we're all on that journey together and that's really important to us in our you know keto community is like you're on a journey with us we're on a journey with you and you know we may be taking and going to visit the fox or we may be you know (laughs) going to see you know rapunzel because we're all in a story ourselves Mm -hmm. oh i love 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 that you bring that up because each every single one of your customers is on their own journey Mm -hmm. And you're providing support and tools and help, but at the end of the day, they're the hero in their in their own journey. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yep. And they have to advocate for themselves. And I think that's I mean, in fairy tales, that's what they have to do too. Mm-hmm. Like you have to sometimes contradict what the doctor tells you to. Like, well, I'm gonna try this. And of course you need to talk, you know, listen to your doctor, but you also need to educate yourself and you need to advocate for yourself. Love it. Where can our listeners stay in touch with you guys? So our website is ketochild.xyz. XYZ. Yep. It's weird. <laughs> there's a there's a story behind that, but it's also kind of fun. But yeah, so there's that. Facebook.com slash ketochow. We're also on Instagram at ketochow, at Twitter at ketochow. For the last almost two years now, we've been doing a daily live stream. Mm-hmm. Just kind of for fun. On what platform? Facebook YouTube and, and YouTube. Facebook, okay. yeah. We use simulcast of both and comments come in and we just, a lot of people are like, what is the point of this live stream? It's like, just to talk to just people. To talk to you guys. People have questions mm-hmm. and we answer them. And then they have questions and we answer them. We talk about what's going on and it's, it's nice thing about doing a live stream is you only need one take. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bad thing is you only get one take. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're on this journey together, so. Well, awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your journey and Keto Chow's Poop to Gold journey with our audience. And even bigger thanks for putting your trust in you know, our team here at Harmon Brothers and letting us come along on, on your journey and letting us be a part of it. It's a, it's a big honor and we appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. All right, for our listeners, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you. Has the marketing for your business plateaued? At Harmon Brothers, we offer a free marketing audit where we can go in and identify areas where you can level up so you can get back into rapid growth. Just go to harmonbrothers.com forward slash audit and you can sign up for a free marketing audit today. Use our team's collective experience to turn your marketing weaknesses into strengths. Check it out. You won't be disappointed.